Hello, 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 and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where one fox McLeod and one slippy toad talk about video games. My name is Newman. I am not the slippy toad. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I refuse to be the slippy toad. Absolutely not. I got one. <laughs> Thanks, Slippy. We've been fine for 45 minutes. I was playing this. I was playing this yesterday, and uh, there's this one where, like, he he's been followed by three different planes, and like, he's like, "You want a piece of me?" And like, he's just flying, and they're following him. He's doing nothing, and then you end up shooting them. He's like, "Take that!" It's like <laughs> you did nothing. Um, the game, by the way, is Star Fox 64. If anybody doesn't know, or if you're in Europe, Lilat Wars. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, which I found quite confusing until I looked this up. Yeah, I looked it up too, and I found it a little bit... I don't know if I believe it, but anyway. Yeah, same here, same here. How are you anyway, brother? Grand, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Um, quite weak, busy at work. Um, I haven't been playing too much, been playing Lilat Wars, but uh, yeah, I've been good. Yourself? Uh, it's a perfect time to take a sip of water. <laughs> uh, I'm marvellous. It's a fancy uh, glass tumbler you have there, actually. Thank you, it came free with the house. Oh, very nice. Yeah. You can't beat stuff that comes through with a house. Great. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing well. I'm doing fine. Uh, actually, I didn't tell you this. This happened the other week. I woke up as a normal morning, and uh, there was a load of police around outside. <laughs> okay. I, looked, I looked out the window, and I was like, ah. And uh, I, I live in a new build area, sort of building up other apartments kind of all the time. And there was a load of builders that were kind of then moving out of the uh, building site out to where they kind of go and park their car, which is sort of in front of my building. I was looking out the window going, I wonder what's going on there. There's about six police cars here, something odd. And then you see somebody go over to the builders and talk to them and tell them to all move further away. Then they move about another 200 meters away, you know, so further away from where I am and away from the, where the building site is. Um, and then you see like fire trucks show up and stuff and you're like, what is going on here? And then also I'm thinking, is this safe? Because apparently the builders aren't safe being near us. <laughs> and then they've gone really far away, but no one's told us anything. Uh, and then after a while, they went and they uh, cleared it out and they brought people back and it was fine. And they found an old World War II bomb in the building site. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Apparently that's really common here. Uh, this is the second time I've been you know, in a place where they found a World War II bomb and they had to close off an unexploded bomb and they had to close yeah. off everything and make everyone uh, clear out. Um, it's quite yeah. weird. You have to wonder how that gets under stuff and they only find it when they dig it up. I mean, well, you know, it's just confusing. I guess it drops from a plane and I, I mean, there's got probably lots of rubbish where there were bombs that did go off and then if one didn't, you know, I don't know if if it's left alone for a while and a field overgrows. I don't know how it happens, but mm. like there's a map you can see where bombs were dropped in London, and there's mm. a lot of them. I'd say so. Remember, actually, in Malta, um, one of my favorite countries ever. By the way, been multiple times, got married there, just uh, as 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 an adjunct. But um, the there was that uh, church yeah. that uh, a bomb fell through the roof and got stuck there and ne- never went off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you can yeah. still go there and see that church. I just thought that was really cool. That to me seems like a um also there's a lot of people huddling in the church, wasn't it, to avoid from the bombs and then yeah, exactly. the glass or something. Uh that sounds to me almost like a thing from like Fallout where you know they're they all start worshipping this bomb in this church just Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Is that, that. what 
what game was I playing where they had those weird kind of cultish worshippers that were like worshipping the the oh I can't remember now where they're like worshipping fire or something the, I don't know no it was an RPG in a first person perspective but I can't remember what it is now or maybe it was um a Metro I think did you ever play that no Metro read yeah it's brilliant really good game I think oh. it's Metro I'm not sure yeah I haven't even heard of it Metro you yeah, have Metro like read Redux or whatever it's called it's the one where you're, you're it's from Russia and like it's you're fighting like monsters and it's a first person shooter and like it's like a wasteland must have passed me by I'm afraid really oh, I'll have to share that with you very good game and um, what about have you, have you been playing anything else then or you said just Lilac Wars just Lilac Wars my friend Evu. I have been playing a little bit of uh, Mario Sunshine and uh, it's kind of parts of it are really fun and parts of it are really frustrating though. Mm. Just, like the platformy on like a moving thing that's turning and you have to jump at certain points. Sometimes just like, oh, this is annoying. But also, yeah. like, also have that. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but this is what a platformer is, Yusuf. <laughs> but you know, like I, I don't have that same level. I don't, I haven't had that same level of, of frustration playing Odyssey, for example. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I suppose it's more polished. Yeah, uh, but it it is fun. This I am. I'm still playing at the moment. And then I also just just this morning, I went on and I started um, looking at what was on the PS Store. Some friends of mine were saying that um, Rocket League was free, so they were saying, "Do you want to get it? We can play." So cool. So I went on that and looked at what else is on PS now, and uh, it's Street Fighter Five for free. Oh yeah, yeah. So what's the catch? It's well. I think it's just it's an old game at this point, so they they mm. want you to sign up to the season pass probably. But I think it's just a PS game. Uh, oh, okay. so I went on. I was looking at. Uh, I playing a little bit of that, and I saw this weird thing which I've never seen before in a game. Maybe you have, where I downloaded it and it installed, and I went to play it, and I went to click on arcade mode, and it said, "Please mm. wait for installation to finish." I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, I've never noticed this before in a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they download one part of the game for you to play, and then as you're, you know, playing it, they download the other uh, part. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, rather than waiting. But I've never noticed it. And I went to like arcade mode, and or I went to training mode then, and I picked like uh, Ryu and I played for him a bit. And then, okay, then I went to pick somebody else. It's like, please wait for installation to finish. And I was like, <laughs> what? What is this? You you may play as M Bison from the waist down. <laughs> <laughs> His legs on like Chimney's top. Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think it was, um, I think because it was Capcom and it was Street Fighter, I was, I was constantly skeptical. There was some sort of, you know, you know, yeah, exactly. Why, yeah. Why the extra yeah. installation now? I was like, no. <laughs> well, it's free for half of the game, yeah. <laughs> but it's broken. You can't play it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, the thing is, I googled it to see what the story was, and I saw loads of these people on forums talking about buggy Street Fighter and is it good now? <laughs> is it work yet? So I was like what is this? And uh, I think I just need to wait a little bit longer in fairness, but I've never seen it before. No. Psycho spinning kick. <laughs> um, I'm sure one time they'll bring back Skullmania, your favorite. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the most, you know, satisfying sound effects of almost any fighter ever. Love him. Absolutely love him. He's brilliant. Um, you love over-the-top <laughs> characters. I do. I love dramatical, over-the-top, uh, annoying characters who just make annoying sounds. If they make a honking sound, it's it's the best. <laughs> you should play Untitled Goose Game then. <laughs> really? Yeah, you just you're just a goose who's a dickhead. That's it. <laughs> Why hasn't anyone told me this before? I, don't know, I thought you would have known. It was quite a famous. No, 
I never heard of it. Yeah. I get it. I get it straight away. Our famous comedian cousin, Tony Cantwell. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, did a playthrough of it on YouTube. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can check New it out. New game. Um, it came out maybe last year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Great idea. That's, that's like Octodad-esque, right? One of those niche funny games. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of like a puzzle sort of game, like a 3D puzzle um, game where you play as a goose uh, and you can honk as a, you know, one of the few things you can do. <laughs> <laughs> What's that that Marge says? He makes honking noises and when he wakes up, he makes, what's it? Oh yeah, and she's complaining about Homer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Honking noises. Um, <laughs> right, well, should we get into some news? Yeah. I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. Before you got into the news, yes, and maybe this is going to be part of your news. Did you did you know the um, the new Crash Bandicoot released on Friday? That was going to be part of my news. Oh, okay, go on, hit us. So, just that it is Crash Bandicoot Four. Uh, it's about time. Is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. I'm traveling Crash Bandicoot game. So after they released the insane trilogy, the remastered version of Crash, they brought out this one, which. Um, it does seem like it's quite good fun. I was going to say to you, have you seen anything of it? Uh, I saw the price of it and I was very disappointed, to be honest. It was like 65 euro everywhere. And I was like, for a platformer, that's, you know, I mean, it, no, 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 no. Don't give me that hand gesture. I mean, if you're getting a huge game, 65 euro is fine, but a Crash Bandicoot game? I no. mean, that's a bit unfair. I mean, you, you could, like, apparently it is quite big. There's different kind of game modes in it and stuff. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just think that's a lot to ask. I think 55 is fair. Um, no, I think it's like this is the thing that we were saying before in other episodes where games to develop a game now is way more complex than what it is. You don't have... Yeah, well, yeah but other AAA titles are 60 euro, 59.99 or they're, you know... Uh, yeah, well, maybe this is because it is a... Uh, I assume it's a PlayStation exclusive because it's, you know, crash. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe it's not actually um, but yeah maybe they think they can kind of get away with it I don't know we'll see we'll see what happens with it but I don't know I mean get, making games is really expensive like there's I, a... I, I, I completely agree but I just think 65 euro for a Crash Bandicoot game is a bit excessive um, I don't know I think also the idea of saying like oh it's a platformer that still means you know it still might have realistic rain and stuff like that and you know like is a Metal Gear Solid game easy like easier because he doesn't jump up like that like you know no but i at the same time i think that you know when you have like a a game with a lot of voice acting a lot of you know a lot of in-depth kind of you know because crash bandicoot is not made to be a graphical masterpiece like you know a lot of other triple a titles which you know i imagine would take a lot more but i'm just disappointed i mean because with a a role-playing game or something that you're going to get a lot more bang of your book i would say yeah no problem but i just think i don't know i just thought it was a bit much just maybe just me yeah i see what you mean but like i mean there is like full voice acting in this like i I know crash doesn't really talk but like you know cortex does and um, the other characters will well, you have Abu Nigga. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's also, um, oh, what was I going to say? No, it's gone. It's gone now. It's great. I'll this cut is this not out. conducive for a pot. You're not cutting it out. You wouldn't cut out my weird sound last week. You're not cutting this out. 
I didn't put it in again there like I should have. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll use it at some stage. Anyway, what, what do you have anything else to say about the game? Was there anything else on the new side of this? Sorry. Uh, there was something else I was going to say, but I also can't remember what it was. Well, I know I know that it's, it wasn't Naughty Dog that did this one, right? It was another company. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Activision uh, with some kind of uh, studio, but it, it, it wasn't Naughty Dog anyway. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, you so... Um, if you talk, look at like a film or something, the Pixar film is going to be really expensive to make it look really nice and playful and stuff. It's going to be similar things for a cartoonized style video game, even if it doesn't look real. Look, if anyone agrees with me that 65 euro for a new Crash Bandicoot game is a bit excessive, please let me know. Email in and tell us who you agree with, me <laughs> or Yusuf. Um, and since I have control of the mailbox, I'll tell you who will win next week already. <laughs> You've already been filtering out all the complaints about you. <laughs> <laughs> I get none of those. Only only real compliments from people with a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, so it's not really, it's been uh, by comparison quite a quiet uh, news week because of, you know, we had the, all the big PlayStation thing and the Xbox kind of unveiling and stuff like that. So there's been a lot of quiet things. There was something actually, uh, another bit of news. So if very quick fingered people were able to get onto the PSN store last night, they could have got mm-hmm. themselves Bloodborne for free. Wow, cool. Because it was a mistake. <laughs> oh, dear. Can I take it back, I wonder? I was, yeah, surely. Can you? I don't know. So people, the idea is that some people last night, they realized that it, the, the free game or one of the free games was Bloodborne. So a lot of people went on it. And because this is a big PlayStation exclusive game and it's a FromSoft game, people love it. They're going, right, let's take a look at this and see what's up with it. People downloaded it. I think a good few people did get it. And then I think less than an hour later, uh, it was gone. So the idea is this is going to be one of those games that's going to be free when the PlayStation 5 comes out. The idea is somebody accidentally messed something up. They released it too early. They released it to the wrong market. They meant to do it for Mm. PS5, PSN uh, customers, but they got it wrong. Okay, okay. That actually reminds me of one time where, like, I used to look at that website, Hot UK Deals. I don't look at it anymore because I just think, you know, it was like when I was bored and was just addicted to my phone and looking for something to look at. And there was this, like, thing on Curry's where if you ordered this TV with something else, it, like, brought the price down to 15 quid or something like that. Oh, wow. And I was in work when I when I was looking at it and I told the person next to me who told the whole office and everyone, <laughs> as I walked through, I just saw everyone on their phones, like, you know, at their desks ordering this TV. And then obviously they canceled. They had something in the terms and conditions. If something was wrong, they, they can cancel it. So they canceled everyone's orders. Right. But they gave some people a free voucher and I didn't get one. <laughs> so uh, at the beginning, you were annoyed that everybody else was on it, and now you're annoyed you didn't get something free. Yeah, well, I want to know how they, they reasoned themselves. This person deserves a, a, a five-year voucher. This person deserves nothing. It's probably whoever complained the most. Well, I don't think anyone complained. It was just when they cancelled it, they issued it with the email. Cancellation. Oh, okay. Right. I remember there was a point when um, they first kind of brought in the self-serve in the, the Tesco and uh, something went wrong and people were getting crates of beer for a quid and yeah. <laughs> uh, the amount of people that showed up with cars full of them like clearly clearly something is wrong just like grabbing seven or eight of them like swiping through cans of heineken going oh yeah here we go and then uh, yeah that'll be a uh, seven pound please <laughs> brilliant uh yeah so i think a lot of people do jump on that sometimes people do get them but yeah i think quite often when it's online things they can just cancel it and say 
yeah, yeah. if there's a pricing or whatever actually i had a bit of news and it's not really news news but um it was kind of a rumor mill that i seen that a couple of voice actors i think it was two years ago gave kind of cryptic um you know uh, interviews or posts or twitter things about there being a new metal gear and, and when i say new metal gear i mean the first metal gear redone from the ground up yeah you heard about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking, yeah, because Konami have released that Metal Gear Revengeance, which is, which is technically the Metal Gear universe now that Kojima is gone. So they're the ones that must have the rights over Metal Gear. So if yeah. they want to make a Metal Gear again and hire David Hayter, who we love, David, um, you know, why not? I think there was an idea of, um, there was a hope when Microsoft came out with their whole uh, Bethesda news and everything that they wanted Sony to reply in some kind of way and they mm. wanted them to buy something like that and to go look this is going to be our big kind of title because people are very yeah. you know tribal with these kind of things they go True. we want our version of this stuff it's like it's not going to happen like that <laughs> yeah yeah no but I, I I think you know that'd be great I'd love to play Metal Gear 1 again yeah I wonder how it would work though because I mean every time they've brought them out they've kind of upgraded them pretty significantly in what they do so mm. how much do you change the original to make it again and if you do can you do that without kojima oh yeah why couldn't you do it without kojima because as in you could definitely do like a reskinned remastered version and you could put in all the upgrades you had in the later ones into it but and which i would still love i'd still absolutely play that but i yeah. wonder if, if because when people played like Mega Solid one they were like this is mental and then since liberty you know very different snake eater mm. like almost a completely different game again yeah would yeah. they kind of feel like this doesn't really feel like a full metal gear game or whatever i know put in your first person perspective um you know do it like resident evil 2 remade it you know i think it, it'll work yeah but i feel like resident evil 2 didn't feel like the first Just, the, the, no that's true yeah it was yeah. a whole different thing i'm i'd still play and i still love it you know? yeah 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 same here and there's something else oh yeah um i heard that uh, microsoft are going to do another fable as well which uh, which would be brilliant i've never played fable games. Again. ah you i know i know it seems right up my alley you shouldn't be allowed to do a gaming podcast without having played fable before you haven't played anything after playstation 2 era games so <laughs> i played lots of modern games lots of modern games what like Star Fox 64 yeah <laughs> I do play lots of modern games. I've been reserving games at Argos all the time. So, you know, and those are recent games on the day of release. So shut your mouth. Okay. Very good. Uh, speaking of Lilac Wars slash Star Fox, I'm just going to call it Lilac Wars because I keep going. Actually, I'm yeah. not coming into that because I'll probably switch back and forth. Uh, do you want to get into it? <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So I want to say Star Fox. And I know my list is running. I mean, Someone could probably go through all the podcasts and say, hey, when you've reached your 10, eight podcasts ago. But this is in my top 10 games, for sure. Uh, and I'll tell you why, right? For me, it is perfection. And did I just say that? That's right, I did just say that. It has everything you want, okay? It has, like, I was playing it yesterday and I finished it. Like, it's it's an arcade game, basically, right? Okay. And I mean, like, because... I'd like to take the opportunity to let everyone know Newman is speaking so passionately he's closing his eyes <laughs> and is making faces that he didn't even make on his like wedding day when he was doing his speech. He's this is <laughs> this means so much to him. Well, it'd be a little weird if your eyes were closed during your wedding speech. 
if we were talking about how happy you were, were a great moment. And you know, but, but that was I was living the moment at that at you know at that presence you know moment. Whereas this is me reminiscing. That's why I love a game so much. Don't you get me in trouble with my wife, you bastard. <laughs> Don't anyway. worry. She'll never listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. That weird video game thing you do. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I just think that it's it's so well done. Um, you know, Shigeru Miyamoto, Koji Kondo, my boy, um, one of the best music uh, video game producers ever. Um, the story is brilliant. I mean, the characters are so well put together. Their backstories are so well put together that they feel like it's been a universe existing in itself for a long time. Same way we talked about Earthworm Jim before, you know, that we felt like it was a universe that was there for a long time. And, and the game mm-hmm. released that, that's how it feels to me. The characters fit really well. The music's great. The gameplay is great. You know, the, the voice acting is brilliant. And, um, you know, I, I just really love this game. I love the fact that it's a game you can finish within probably an hour and 10 minutes. And you go, you're, you know, you go back, you go different routes and you try and beat your score. And I was, when I was younger, I was really good at this game as mm. well. Um, you were really good. And you, um, I don't know if you got into the magazine, but I remember there was like a Nintendo published magazine of like the highest scores. Yeah. You were higher than the second place one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, my only claim to fame. <laughs> but um, yeah, we should say actually, uh, part of the reason why we wanted to do this podcast is because sadly, Rick May, um, the voice of um, Peppy and Andros, uh, passed away this year from coronavirus. So it's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, we we all remember him from "Do a Barrel Roll." I think this is probably his most famous line, which was. So, um, uh, so iconic from this game that if you type do a barrel roll into Google, it will spin around. Yeah, yeah. So Rick Mayhem, I hope you're doing barrel rolls in heaven, my friend. But um, yeah, so... Uh, is that sweet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, what are your memories of this game? Um, I think I remember the first level quite a lot um, because as you said, and looking back at this game, it, it's such an arcade game. Um, mm. And... I just remember the first level a lot. I remember the characters a lot, the lines that they said, which is a pretty big thing about the, this game, by having the voice acting. Um, and I just, uh, a lot of the different levels were all pretty, like the fire levels and more asteroidy space levels and everything, and final bosses yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, I remember, I remember just kind of a load of different stages quite well and the mm. characters. Um, having looked back on it though, a lot of stuff I didn't really realize and I didn't give it credit for. Mm, yeah, no, it's, I think it was, wasn't it one of the first games ever to have proper voice acting for Nintendo anyway, a whole game full of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I always remember like, you know, in Corneria, the first level, you're flying over the water and the way the water kind of flies back on either side of the wing. And like you're saying, when you're flying through the asteroids and stuff like there's something weirdly ambient and relaxing about it. Uh, I, I don't know the freedom of flying and for me typically i would find like you know on the rails game like this where you're like you're just basically on rails and you're going from one to start the level to the end you can't really slow down you can't speed it up and um, boring but it, it's perfection and actually um shigeru Miyamoto said that this game was the perfection of star fox gameplay and i agree well i think um we'll get into it but this is a flying game and a space game works so well for um 3d space being able mm-hmm. to fully move in 3d have a proper 3d game and um, because it's great in mario 64 you can run in you know 
you can run anywhere you want left right forward up down but you can also jump and jump in those directions but when you actually have the ability of flying in them it's mm. fully it really feels like i can go anywhere there's real depth i can move away from these asteroids like this i can dodge fire like this and it feels like this game is made for 3d game consoles yeah and especially when you go into all range mode yes <laughs> It's quite a big deal, which I didn't. I didn't get. I just thought something he said. I mean, I was playing this game when I was <laughs> seven, so I didn't really notice things change that much. I just like, <laughs> hold on a minute. I can fly anywhere I want now. <laughs> That's all the same. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to bring us through the the development and yes. So this game, uh, Star Fox sixty four or Lilat Wars, apparently I don't really believe this. They said that it was called Lilat Wars because there was a German company called Starvox, uh, V-O-X, and they were afraid because the V and the F letters sound very similar, there would have been issues. Now, I looked it up, and I can't find a company called Starvox, um, mm. and, but I've seen it in like one or two other places, people referring it to this, but I don't know, I've never heard of Starvox. But also, in some regions, some places, Starfox, the original one on the uh, NES, was called um, Starwing in Europe. Oh, really? That's I what I was. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was wondering why it. Because I was thinking, okay, so they changed this name to Lilac Wars. What about the original one? You know, mm. was the company not around for the first game or something? And then you can say, well, we released the game first, so you know, we're not copying you. Yeah, but it's weird. Like I don't know how big this company was. I mean, I guess comp- I mean it was in the nineties. Maybe stuff has changed in that time. But I looked up Starvox and all I could find was a company that started in 2004. So, mm. like, that, that's not the only thing that was, you know, that's not a big enough thing for it to be a problem. And right. maybe it was just a small company. Maybe they went to copyright it and somebody had it. And I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Or maybe F is near V on the keyboard. Maybe somebody literally typed in the wrong thing uh, and got Starvox and they thought, oh, it's a, it already exists. So they're like, let's just go away. You really went uh, in depth into this investigation. You said. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what if the I, person typed the wrong letter? <laughs> I looked at my keyboard in front of me. You mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Lilac Wars. Yeah. Was uh, the Star Fox this game series, Star Fox series, uh, first foray on the N sixty four. However, it was the second Star Fox game. Uh, kind of. There was a yeah. Star Fox two that was basically fully finished game, but was never released. So they made it for the uh, SNES and they didn't fully release it because they're looking at it. And Miyamoto thought, although this game's basically there, it's just they're kind of worried about the 3D world that PlayStation was going to be bringing out soon enough. And Mm. they were thinking, this is not what this 3D game should be. And probably paying homage to what you said earlier on of this is the perfect Star Fox game in like a 3D way because they would, they just knew it would work better in a more powerful console that could deliver the 3D better. Mm. So they scrapped it. They stopped yeah. the entire thing. Yeah, I, I wonder, do many companies do that? I mean, if you're a Nintendo, maybe you can afford to develop a whole game. They'd be like, nah, we just leave it there, you know, but it's I, crazy. I think that's so crazy. I can't imagine many companies doing that uh, now. But maybe just at the time, Sony hadn't really gotten it, their grips on anything. Sega had sort of disappeared by this point. Uh, Microsoft weren't making consoles. So maybe mm. they, they were just the biggest one and they could go, actually, we could be our own worst enemy if we release something that's a bit subpar. Um, sure. So maybe that's the idea for it, but it's a bit crazy. So anyway, two years later, they released Star Fox 64. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So 
it took a while. If you now they did eventually finally release Star Fox Two on yeah. the uh, Mini NES Classic. Mm-hmm. Did you play it? I didn't. Like oh. everyone else, I got the SNES Classic, played it for three days, and put it away. I thought you'd have jumped all over that though for the opportunity to play it. Well, I love Star Fox sixty four or Lilac War so much. I I didn't want to play the second one. Right, right. Well, for me. well, apparently it is. It's quite similar um, in what they do. But uh, I tell you one thing: this uh, the Star Fox two didn't have it was the Rumble Pack. Ah, yeah, the first ever game to have it was Lilac Wars. Yeah, yeah, and it came uh, compared with it, which mm-hmm. at the time was pretty cool. You're playing the game, you get shot by an enemy, and the controller shakes. It gives you this really yeah. feedback. It was that four D experience. That the fact that you know you could see it, you could hear it, you were controlling it, um, and now you could feel it. You could feel it happening in that same kind of yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, which actually. Like in the next uh, generation of consoles, Sony in particular are making a really big deal on the haptic feedback of their mm-hmm. analog controllers. So they got their normal like analog uh, sticks on the on the uh, DualShock, and they're making a point of the way that they will vibrate and react back to you will have like wild levels of sensitivity difference. To you know, mm-hmm. if you get like a little shock in the game, or if you get a big explosion, it won't just go you know rumble on, rumble off. So apparently, they're mm-hmm. really, I don't know. They, they, they're really bigging it up so it's going to maybe it'll be a lot more impressive than it sounds um, okay great yeah. they're, they're making a big point of it and this started by the way back in 97 when Star Fox did it yeah my only problem with, with the kind of development of these controllers is the price of them now you know like yeah. if you're buying one it's 50 quid like it could, it could be almost a quarter price of the console itself in some instances so you yeah. know um, but yeah no I, I, I like everyone takes for granted now the control pad rumbles but like mm-hmm. you know in, and it was this chunky thing it'd stick in the back and like you know you thought you were so advanced and cool like it was it was really incredible it was quite cool yeah I mean it was very uh, it made it a very chunky controller at the end <laughs> yeah definitely it's pretty uh, heavy at the top of it but you know what do you know what I noticed actually playing actually now that you remind me talking about controllers playing the Dreamcast did I say this before that they have the wire coming down the bottom of the control rather than the top. And it's so weird. It like gets in your way all the time. Really? I never noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. The wire comes down from the bottom of the control pad. And oh. I like you. Yeah. It's, it's not very good. Um, you know what I notice that I do and I, I can't do when I play uh, old consoles anymore is that I unintentionally, if I'm playing a game for a long time and I get a bit bored, I will have the controller, you know, holding it in both hands and I will mm. have like my elbow on like the behind my head and I'll be playing with the control behind my head. And I don't know what, it's just, if I'm just doing like, if it's a real story driven thing, I'm just hitting X again and again. And I could never do this before. I remember one time I was just, you know, thinking, uh, I don't know when I developed this as a habit of playing a video game, but that was impossible when the other wire and you'd stay real close and, you know, pull the PlayStation <laughs> off the thing. Yeah. 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 And actually, you know, playing the PlayStation two again, I thought the dual shock was the same. It's not the same. As the PlayStation 4 um, version. Smaller, I know it's wireless. It's smaller, yeah. It doesn't go in your hands as comfortably. So, you know, definitely. I, I wouldn't have noticed that until I went back and played it. I used to think it was the same. So. Ah, interesting. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Rumble Pack was the first of this. Um, they, this did bring a lot of new things that weren't in Star Fox 1. A lot of things that were originally developed for Star Fox 2, which was all range mode. So, mm. basically, as Newman said, this is a rail shooter game. Um, but there were some levels of it where basically it would be like a boss arena and it would be a, a square 
and you could fly around it in that thing. So you actually yeah. had control of the ship. So that came from that. And uh, there's also a multiplayer elements that came from it. So these were all introduced to it. And it was all by Shigeru Miyamoto, who just mm-hmm. made everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah. legend. It's so Thank much you, control. Shigeru. Yeah. Um, so this game it did it did sell quite well. Uh here's a little odd thing for you. I don't know if you've ever noticed that um Star Fox has uh, metal legs. Sorry? If you Star look, Fox? If you look at the pictures of Fox, Fox McCloud. All right, not Star Fox. Not Star Fox, Fox sorry, Fox McCloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got metal legs. That's weird. So, so do all the other characters in the game. Ah, okay. They all, they all have like these big kind of metally boot things that go up and there's a idea that it, it helps them with um zero gravity so the, there's like this real dark uh theory that they have their legs amputated and replaced with these metal oh, legs God. yeah I don't, I, I don't think that's true no but it's weird like even if you look at like smash bros he's got like you know either he's wearing huge metal boots that go from his knees down and they yeah, all that's wear what he's doing. <laughs> or they've all got metal legs <laughs> no do you know what else i found weird is that his name is fox mcleod mm. and he's a fox yeah, but his dad's name is James McLeod, and he's that's also because, a fox. That's because they came up with the idea of Fox McLeod before they did James McLeod. <laughs> right. I just think it's yeah. I don't know. Come on, guys. Why does his dad have a real name? And he's like, that's calling your son human something. Well, so you know? I was trying, like, there's the enemies in this, and there's like Star Wolves, and you know, uh, and you know, Fox is named is Fox everything, and then there's just Andrew. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's he's related to Unky's uncle Andros is his uncle, so they're probably trying to get a name that was like Andros. I get it, but like in like other sort of uh, versions of it, he's like a monkey, so he doesn't look like you know he doesn't look much like a monkey in that version. That's true. And That's like true. Pig, Pigma is called got pig in his name and everything. True, true. Falco, yeah. Falcon, and then yeah. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant, and I I love absolutely love the voice acting in this game. It's one of the one of the highlights. I mean, I would just play the first level just to hear um, the first guy, you know, talk again and again. The first boss, you mean? Yeah, because if you know, I don't know if you know when you play this game, you always have two routes. You have one route which gives you mission complete and then you have one route which gives you uh, mission accomplished. Mm. And you actually have like three different planets, ways you can go. Um, but if you get the mission accomplished... Um, uh, the the first boss is like ah someone wants to play he's like who are you guys we're Star Fox you know, it's just, <laughs> you'll never defeat Andros and his plane just explodes <laughs> oh it's fantastic um well as you're saying the the voicing which was and I once again another thing I, I guess I was just quite young when I was playing these games I didn't kind of think about it that so many games I played and so many games I continued playing on PlayStation didn't have voice acting i remember for example and i know these games are much bigger but Final fancy 10 being the mm. first game which had like all voice acting you know all yeah and yeah. if you look at stuff like um metal gear solid had it you're like oh wow there's voice acting in this game mm. um and, like, and loads of nintendo games did and i mean star fox apparently um in lila wars they had four megs of the memory size was just these like really low quality audio clips. Mm. How they got to do it, I don't know. But there's a lot of dialogue in the games. Oh, there's a, yeah, really, there is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially because, as you say, there's these different routes you can go through. So 
when you go through you, every level you do, you can have like two uh, ways out of it. And there, you, you may not realize, but as you go from planet to planet, there's a different colored uh, kind of like line that takes you from one to the other. They are blue, yellow, and red, and their levels of difficulty. So yeah. red is the hardest one that you can do. And depending on what side you do, who you let live, who you let die, what boss or what route you take, um, mm. it would let you do this thing. Making this game so replayable. That's the thing. I've never played a game like this before. And and to be honest, I haven't really played a game like this again. I think it's a kind of a, uh, it, it's like, a, I don't know, it, it's made up in such a way that it's very clever in the fact that you can pick it up, you can complete it in an hour, but there's so much more to go through, different ways to go. Um, I think it's, you know, it's a formula that, that they, sh- they should definitely be worked in somewhere again. And actually, I don't know why it's an IP that, that Nintendo haven't made again. I well, really just don't get it. The weird thing about this is, they the next Star Fox game that came out after this was uh, Star Fox Adventures, which seems like a game that was not meant to be Star Fox game, yeah. and then they ended up putting in uh, Fox McLeod because you don't really fly very much in it. You kind of no. do it at the end. Um, you start off as a kind of new character they introduce. It's you spend a lot of time fighting dinosaurs on a planet. Yeah, with a staff, and it seems like they were going to make a game where you play it as this new character with the staff and you fight against the dinosaurs. And then they're like, we need to tax something onto this. Also in this one, Nintendo weren't the main um, producers behind it. They sublet some of the work out to some other companies. Mm. So sorry, yeah. they kind of sublet the, the IP, which also in this game, Fox has normal legs. It doesn't have metal legs. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so they did that. They did uh, a couple of other uh, versions of it. They did like a DS tactics kind of version of Star Fox. Not they, interested. Yeah, they did a, um, a Wii U version, which apparently was quite odd, but uh, the Wii U just didn't sell well. And because of that, it didn't. And they apparently quite tried to force the Wii U controls into it. Mm. it works too well but you know it's actually like the, the Wii U sold really badly it just, it just yeah. did not do well I remember when the Wii U came out I didn't really know if it was going to be it's much of its own console or if it was like an addition to the Wii because I remember it came out at a weird time mm. because it, it didn't seem to have like the big kind of gap between the consoles as like the PlayStation 3 and 4 did and whatever. So I remember kind of being like, what generation is this? It, it seems such a short time after it. The mm. name seemed so similar. Yeah. I remember seeing like the kind of controller thing where you you hold it and I wasn't sure if that was like an additional thing you add on to the Wii, like a different type of motion control and stuff. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I think the marketing was weird for it. It was underwhelming as a console as well, but... Mm. Um, they tried something new. It didn't work. It happens. Yeah, fair play to them. I mean, they they push innovation a lot, and and it, mm. and it does work quite well. Um, so that one didn't do too well. They eventually released a Star Fox, a remake of this version of Violet Wars 3D, um, for Nintendo 3DS, mm. um, which is basically the same kind of game again, kind of a little bit reskinned with some of the 3D elements put into it. Um, but I think also one thing is, and you're not going to like this very much, Newman. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much of a place for these kind of games anymore. Well, why not? Uh, I can't think of any because I think this is like an arcade game. Yeah. And arcade and like like we were saying like Tekken before, Tekken has kind of moved on from the kind of game it was where it was like a co-op. Where now it's all about like online playing and fighting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. kind of moved away from 
the arcade thing. And I think this started off with a similar sort of feel of this is what games were at the time. Um, I can't think of, aside from like Microsoft Flight Simulator um, and like Resogun or something, I can't really think of mm. any games at all where you play where you're in a ship like this. Like that novelty of moving up and down and back and forth in 3D space. It just, you know, people don't want that. They want an open world sandboxy kind of game, you know? Well, that's not true. I want it. <laughs> that's true. People do I, want it. I mean, the, in general. Not <laughs> I disagree because I think that this is the kind of game where it's fast. It um, requires a lot of, um, you know, it, to pay attention to everything that's coming your way, to be, uh, you know, to maneuver quickly. I think, you know, it, it's a tremendous amount of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think there is a huge demand for this game still, this kind of a game. I know there hasn't been any now that you say that I agree. I haven't seen any games like it. But I don't know if that's because people don't want to play them. Well, don't get me wrong. Like, um, I, do, I, I do really enjoy this game as well. And I think it was fantastic at the time. Uh, but even when you say, like, oh, like, it's tremendously fast and stuff like that, those sort of games now, they're ones where you go and you quickly and you die and you start again. And you go and you start again, like Super Meat Boy or something along those lines that's a that's, platformer though that's it, not a... it is but i mean there are that's what those games have become almost where you, you just keep restarting and you go again or you know i know it's another platformer but cuphead they, these kind of things where there's a lot going on and you need to learn a route and you need to learn what's going on for i i think this is a really good game and i'm not, I'm not saying that it would be bad if they made another one but it just doesn't really seem to be the, the taste of a lot of what's going on anymore so i think maybe that's why they're not doing it they just think this was huge at the time because you could go, you can move in uh, 3D environments properly and you can avoid things. But it's just that's not really the way uh, games work in the same way anymore. Yeah, we'll have to agree to disagree on that because, I mean, I, I, no. I, don't, I, I don't think Lilac Wars was, its selling point was the fact that it was 3D. I think its selling point was the fact that it was a brilliantly crafted gameplay masterpiece. Um, and, and it's fun to play. It's challenging. It's arcade, um, you know, it's the story is good, the voice acting is good. I mean, there's a whole package here. Yeah, I mean, it is Me. the whole package. Um, yeah, it does. Like, it, it is great. And, and I also, the fact that you know, we were saying you can replay it again and again, you go and you do a different route, and then suddenly you're an underwater level, which you could have so easily missed, and you play in a submarine. Yeah, and you can get a tank. Do you remember and that? And the tank, yeah. And then you yeah, just, like, yeah. the fact that you, this game is, wow, what is this? You can do these different routes if you yeah. save a certain character. Some of them are a bit obscure of if you need to hit like a certain amount of odd uh, enemies, then you can go yeah. to the next level and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, well, the, see, that's the thing. Uh, the one thing I really enjoyed about this is the fact that it was very challenging as well. And if you get a m above a certain amount at each level, you get a gold medal. Yeah. And getting them was really, really satisfying. But the 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 underwater level that you're talking about, generally, I don't really like underwater levels, and I actually don't really like this one to be honest. Yeah. But um, like uh, graphically, it's really, really nice, and it's slow moving. The music is really good, um, in that level as well. But actually, there was a there's a comment in this um in part of this game because. Nintendo were actually going to plan to put as many underwater levels as they had space levels, mm. uh, but it was so graphically intensive that they they weren't able to do it. But Falco actually makes a comment uh, in this in that level where he goes, "It's all falling apart." When he's talking with the submarine, that was like a kind of little tongue in cheek, you know, because the game was going to fall apart, you know, if they, right. uh, you know, because there was so much going on underwater, you know. But um, yeah. I, I, yeah, brilliant. 
I saw this thing with uh, speedrunners and uh, they were kept on going to like the weird first person view, which was terrible to control it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it means they wouldn't look at an, a boss doing a certain laser attack or whatever because it would, less, it would make it uh, slow so much the frame rate that they would be able to go, look, this is actually what slows it down because you're on a rail, you can't make it go much faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the, the other thing that I used to find really funny about this game as well is that uh, you, and depending on the route you go, you can kind of get two kind of friends who will help you out and later in the game. One yeah. of them is Cat. I can't remember the other guy's name. Bill, I think. Bill is his name. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. But Cat um, has some sort of kind of like history with Falco. Yeah. And like when she comes in, like this kind of really girly music plays and Falco's like, what are you doing here, Cat? Like, you know, it's like, listen, if you're a giant bird, you want to be staying away from a giant cat, all right? <laughs> You, you know, come on, Nintendo. Why can't she be Peppy's love interest or something, you know? But, um, yeah. Because Peppy's the old veteran. <laughs> that's, that's, they got the mix on this team so great. You have the old veteran who was your dad's friend, who's like, you know, this wise old head who's not, like, impulsive. You have you, who's this young guy trying to prove himself. You have Slippy, who will pass over. And then you've got <laughs> Falco, who's like this, he seems to have some sort of grudge or, you know, chip on his shoulder against you, but he's still a good guy, you know. <laughs> it's a great mix. And I tell you, this is one of those games. Do you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember Final Fantasy? What's the one we didn't like recently? Was it 13? What, 15? 13 was the when, linear one with lightning. When you're in the car, that's 15, oh, 15 isn't it? 15, yeah. Do you remember the start of that game where you're in the car and they're playing Stand By Me? Yeah. And like you're bat when you're battling with your team members, they're all talking to each other. Yeah. Like the camaraderie of that. Yeah. Like in this game, the camaraderie is just it's so enjoyable, you know, because you really feel part of a team. Like, you know, you're shooting off people who are following your friends, they're helping you out, they're communicating with you. Like there's a level where Slippy uh, gets down and he goes to another planet and you go to save him and he's not on the level for the whole level until you go and get him. Yeah. You yeah. know, they really made that dynamic of, you know, feeling part of a team and like the friendship they have really like it was it's heartwarming. You know? Yeah, they did. They did, like the character of the characters is really very impressive, considering all they had were these really small size, really compressed. Didn't sound terrible though. Uh, yeah. Compressed uh, audio files, um, but the, I I know these characters. I still remember their names and what they did and the kind of personalities they were. And maybe it was a little bit on the nose where level one, where Peppy's like, your father would be proud. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always saying that. You're becoming more like your father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He says yeah. that a lot. Like, but um, so, do you know the story? Yeah, go on, sorry. Where just, it was in one, it's like, your father helped me out like that. <laughs> yeah, do you know the story of, of Sarah Fox? I think so, you go on. Okay, well, this is a very rough kind of story, but apparently... Um, Pigma, Peppy, and James McLeod were part of a team who were mm -hmm. fighting Andros. And when they landed on, I don't know, it was a Venom, whatever planet they went to get him, Pigma betrayed you, mm -hmm. and James McLeod died, and Pe Peppy barely escaped. Mm -hmm. And um, Andros found himself on a planet full of monkeys and lizards where he became the leader. He was some uh, scientist before, and he was apparently really good, and then he got twisted. And then uh, so he, he like built up his army on the Venom, and then he decided to, uh, you know, invade the Lilat, upon which, uh, you know, the, the army of uh, whatever good planet it is. Uh, tries, yeah, Cornea, sorry. Uh, uh, employs you, Fox, McLeod, and your team 
um, some of which are dropouts, I believe. I think Falco is a dropout of, of whatever the, the, the pilot school. Um, and um, you, so they send you off to do it. You're a mercenary, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you're obviously trying to kill the people who killed your father. Oh, well, of course, Falco is a dropout. Like, he was definitely really good. He was a, like well, the best pilot, but he just had an attitude problem, didn't he? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Chip on the shoulder. But um, and can I say, and I'm not ashamed to say this, this game brings a tear to my eye at the end. Oh my it God. It does. It fucking does. You <laughs> because there's a couple of routes you can go. And um, it, uh, you know, if you go, if you go to the ultimate route where you fight Andros um, and you fight, you find his ultimate, uh, uh, his f- true form. And it, I love it because fuck goes, ah, show you, so show your true form, you know, <laughs> and uh, Andros's true form is a brain with two eyes. Yeah. 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 And when you shoot us, when you kill his first form and it goes to the brain, he goes, only I have the brains through Lilac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no problem. Here's the time for a pun, you know, your last level. Um, but, um, you're escaping. Yeah. And like he he explodes and he goes, you know, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna take you with me. And you just hear Fox screaming, and the screen all goes white. Yeah. And then you just hear Fox's father starting to talk to him. Yeah. And he's like, you know, follow me, Fox. And he's like leading him through this exploding, like you know, building, uh, yeah. or not building, but like you know, uh, area. And uh, he's talking to him, like, and he's like, he's saying the same things that Peppy says to you at the start. Yeah. You know, never give up, trust your instinct. Yeah, Which yeah. is what Peppy says to you because you obviously learned that from James McLeod. And then as you escape and you're in space, like Fox basically saw the spirit of his dad. He's looking around. Yeah, he's looking around in the plane. Like, and he's like, was I imagining that? Did that really happen? And then Peppy's like, what's happening, Fox? And he's like, nothing. Nothing's happening. Oh, oh my God. You crying at this like low poly (laughs) Fox character looking out his window into space. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't know. Because it's like, it doesn't it doesn't like good storytelling it's not to do with graphics it's to yeah. do with like you know the emotional heartstrings of you know this guy who like his father was killed and he's you know trying to his father's encouraging him and i actually have a clip of his father talking when i play some oh uh, yeah go on okay let's see don't ever give up my son follow me fox this way fox never give up trust your instincts You've become so strong, Fox. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> the James McLeod model, which is Fox with aviators on. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly the same. And like, apparently the, the inspiration of this came from Thunderbirds. Yeah, the way the voice, they open up their mouth up and down. So. Yeah. And it helped them on graphical, you know, um, what, you know, what the CPU or whatever needed. Yeah. Yeah, actually, when I was in Japan and they've got their um, Shinkansens, which are like the super fast trains. And they were all named after Thunderbirds. Oh, really? Yeah. So you get your ticket. It's like, you were going on Thunderbird too. Excuse me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Japan is just so cool. Yeah, yeah. I just love that. They're just like, yeah, why not? This is a cool thing to name. I was like, brilliant. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, so apparently that was a nice way of them being able to save, uh, save on time. It is a lovely, touching moment in a lot of you know films or TV shows. The idea of somebody seeing somebody that's not actually there lead them on or encouraging them you know, yeah they yeah they think they've lost that they think they can't do it and they see somebody else is like no get up you can do it and you're like oh no <laughs> yeah but it's his dad too that's what makes it so much more touching it's like do you ever see that one and i'm gonna actually cry now but do you ever <laughs> see that 
<laughs> you ever see that that Olympian and his leg goes oh, and his dad yeah. comes down from the stand to carry him over the line? Oh my god, it's so touching, like you know, it it's is. just yeah. And he's there crying, like you know, I don't know something about it, but anyway, it's you know, I know it, that is horrible. If anybody doesn't know, he he's getting ready for like this race, and like just like as soon as it starts, he like pulls his hamstring. He cannot yeah. walk, let alone yeah. But because yeah. he's trained so hard, he insists on finishing the race. He's yeah, like, finishing. He can't, and like his dad pushing the security guard out of the way to kind yeah. of yeah. And his dad is wearing like a shirt with his face on it and a hat with his name and everything. Like you know what yeah. I mean? It was just yeah, it's so touching. Yeah, yeah, physically carrying him over the line, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, so sweet. Um, yeah, so it, it it was a bit of an odd kind of um, I kind of think that it's had to wait so long to release this really good game, really really loved by a lot of people. You're um, you're a big fan of the music. Do you want to get into it? I will, I will. Before we do, actually, we should we should talk a bit more about the gameplay because um, oh, yeah. you know there's there's some elements um, you know so you have your your normal lasers you can uh, upgrade them they can go like two levels higher so you start off with one little green laser you upgrade it goes to two you upgrade again it goes to uh, to blue. blue and then you have the bombs you can fire um, you can like lose parts of your wings and if you lose them if you lose both you start dropping down you have to keep like raising your your plane up to like keep up. Um, you can get if you hold your laser button, it gets a homing kind of laser and it fires off. And um, yeah, you get your tank levels, which is really cool. You could like you had two kind of um, boosters underneath the tanks. If you press the left, you'd move to the left, right. If you press the right, you move to the left. And you press them both, you'd fly it for a short period. Um, you had the submarine levels. Then you had levels in this that I just really love. You remember the one with Bill, where it's kind of like Independence Day. Yes. Yeah, and even the craft are like the the craft from Independence Day, and you have the big craft over like the building, and it's gonna fire down, and you know, just I don't know, like they did, like I said, they did the story so well because when you Bill talks, yeah, and he's like, Bill, is that you? Like you kind of feel like they really have a history, like you know that yeah. they know each other and all, you know, and it's um, and if you shoot one of those Fox, that was one of ours, like you know, if you're yeah. shooting one of, you know, but um, yeah, and then you have the other levels where you fight Star Fox and his crew, Star Wolf. Yeah, Star Wolf, sorry, Star Wolf and his crew with uh, which include Pigma, um, the great Leon. Yes. Um, who else have we got? Andrew, um, Andrew yeah, and uh, Star Wolf. And I always remember one of Star Wolf's lines, which is like, you know, if you do, if he's following you and you do your, your wheel, he's like, what the heck? You know, it's just really. <laughs> or uh, the one where he's like, you're good, but I'm better. Yeah, exactly. Annoying bird, I'm the great Leon. <laughs> Um, I always think that Star Wolf looks like Danger Mouse, though, because he looks like a rat, and he's got yeah, he does, he does. He's cool. I think Star Wolf is actually a good guy. I think he just caught up with a, a group of bad people. You don't give an eye patch to a good guy in a video game. <laughs> mm, true. Good Pigma's a complete prick. <laughs> Pigma, he's like, Daddy screamed real good when he died. It's like what? Well, I I didn't realize the like the original storyline, but the first time playing through, I always just knew look, well, Star Fox and Star Wolf they pair off against each other. Pigma and Peppy they've got their kind of history and stuff as well. Why doesn't Fox hate Pigma way more than Star Wolf? Exactly. Well, because he's a wolf and he's a fox. <laughs> yeah, but the wild one killed his dad. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you know, there's nothing wrong with a couple of holes in the story, you know. <laughs> also, wolves don't often fight with foxes. They live in completely different areas. <laughs> True. Wolves are more pack animals, whereas foxes are solitary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, did I ever tell you when I was living in uh, Santry? It was really funny. It was like, um, 
I can't remember what, like it was when I was learning to drive and I had a really steep like drive up to the house. And yeah. like I, I was, for some reason I walk up and I was like, I wonder if my car is going to roll down the hill. <laughs> I, I don't know why that thought just occurred to me. So I went out to look and it was probably like 3am in the morning. And like, I opened the door and there was a Fox like in the drive and he just looked up at me. He's like, what are you doing here? And I looked at him and I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know? And then he just went away. But, um, yeah. But, um, yeah foxes. i love little foxes um i think they're really cute yeah yeah they're getting more um let's not get into the fox conversation <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so will i go to uh to actually before i go to music i'll go to some more of the um you know the quotes the voice acting that we talked about because i yeah. think it's really iconic really enjoyable so this is the have I got it here? quotes yeah this is the first uh, series of quotes all aircraft report do a barrel roll fuck Get this guy off me! Hey, Einstein, I'm on your side! Location confirmed. Sending supplies. It's about time you showed up, Fox. You're the only hope for our world. The hatches are open. Is that any way to greet a girl? Don't ever give up, my son. Can't let you do that, Star Fox. Annoying bird. I am the great Leon. <laughs> they, they all sound like really unique characters, which is credit to them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they were like, and also without being, um, which I mean, I have a bit of forgiveness for games when they do this because it, it's difficult to make a character unique. Uh, but without like them all being like a load of like cultural stereotypes as well, the fact sure. that they could go and do whatever, which also as I said, it's fair enough because how do you make someone seem like they're from a different culture without reflecting that culture to a certain extent? Yeah, yeah, true, um, true. But yeah, it's like, you know, they're not just like, oh, you know, uh, uh, Pepe is Spanish or something and Falco is French or something just to kind of go, these are different characters, but they still, they sound different. You know them just by hearing that is, you know, who the villains are, who are British, because that was the point when all bad guys had English accents. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was um, diehard uh, territory, right? Yeah. Although he was playing a German. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but Alan Rickman is a villain in everything, or he was he a is. villain in everything. Yeah, legend. Right. Okay, this is a sex. Speaking of villains, this is the second uh, couple of quotes and um, more villains, so, you know, which makes it even greater. So, Uncle Andros, my emperor, I failed you. You'll never defeat Andros. I cannot allow you to go any further. Cocky little freak. <laughs> Jesus, I know, and that that one is so out of character for that guy because he doesn't talk like that at all. But like if you if you get him, he's like cocky little freaks. I like that one. Can we uh, implement that into the show somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah do, do you have? A, do you want to get to music or? Um, yeah, to go for go for. I would also just say there is yeah. something that is incredibly unthreatening about somebody going Uncle Andros. <laughs> I know, true. He's he, he's the worst character ever, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's time for. That's right. It's the music section. What the hell was that? That's the one pound fish guy. I didn't. I saw you sent a link with one pound fish guy and I didn't click on it because I figured I had nothing to gain from clicking on that. You had everything to gain. You don't know how much I've been singing that all week. 
and even my daughter's singing it now. God. It's brilliant. He made up his own song for his one pound fish. I got okay. that the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we should say that the music in this game was uh, by my boy, Koji Kondo, and not to be confused with TJ Combo, as I said before, one of the best music producers of all time, in my opinion. Um, Praise. Yeah, it's a, of course, Zelda Ocarina of Time. Um, and actually, a lot of the music in this game has a lot of similarities to uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, definitely, you'll, you'll, you'll hear it. Um, but also, um, I believe Hajimi Wakai helped with the sound. I think maybe he did a few more sound effects than music. But uh, uh, we, we, we've talked about Koji Kondo in a previous episode and, and about a bit of his history, so we won't go into it again. But um, okay, so the first song I have is the start demo song. So here we go. It's like Ocarina of Time, isn't it? Yeah, completely. I never noticed that before. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Koji Kondo, so you know, yeah. it's a bit more um, spacey, though. I guess you know, a little bit more military as well. Military, sorry. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm looking for. Okay, number two is the select a screen. This is a really relaxing song. <laughs> for a long time it's really, it's really nice isn't it that is very spacey that's very you know i can imagine in the background is cloud's little pixelated face looks out the window <laughs> yeah and actually at the start of this game they have the writing going up like at the start of the star wars as well yeah 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 and rick may reads that part as well oh. yeah so okay number three is boss number c song <laughs> menacing huh <laughs> wow, that is terrific yeah yeah he's he's, he's unbelievable um, okay so the next one is the music for aquas um, again very relaxing as most uh, uh, water levels are water level music are because they're usually shit so music has to be good so here we go
that's a really nice uh, level as well. Yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah, you kind of have all uh, like Roman Colosseum, like what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the pillars. Pillars, yeah, underneath the water, and you can shoot them; they fall over and stuff. It's yeah, really, really iconic. I remember that. Um, okay. So the next one is Zonus. Is this my last one? No, there's one more after this. Okay, so Zonus song. That's a really nice song as well, floating through space. It's about a bit of the Zelda's about it. Yeah, um, I, you know, music makes such a huge difference in the game. I remember um, seeing like how Star Wars, Star Wars was made, and and like George Lucas said that you know when they had the before he added the music, it didn't feel at all epic or good. Mm-hmm. Like, but then as soon as he saw like um, not the Death Star, what's the other one? Millennium Falcon. Yeah, flying through, and then you just had, or maybe it was Death Star. No, the real triangly spacecraft. Uh, the dreadnoughts yeah and yeah. like you just you know the dun, dun, it's just every like it added so much to it so yeah um, okay so the last song I have is Star Wolf's theme That's also really good. Um, yeah. these, that's quite. I can imagine that being in a Street Fighter game. Yeah, yeah, but it, I think it definitely has like a rival to it, doesn't it? Yeah, but I see what you mean as well. Like, I wouldn't necessarily think it's a villain from the uh, from the music. Yeah, see, there's something about Star Wolf. I'm telling you, he's going to turn good yeah. in the next game. Um, yeah. Now we talk about Street Fighter. I actually talked about this during the week. Do you remember at the start of Street Fighter where you had those two characters punching out each other? Yes. And uh, the like. That had nothing to do with the game at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's like, why is that there? I don't know why. I just one of those weird thoughts that. that <laughs> um, yeah. So, will we go to the uh, the dickhead reviews bar? Uh, yes, I think we should do. Uh, I just want to say actually one thing. I meant to say um, when you were talking about the next uh, one, that Star Fox Adventures. When I was saying that, it seemed like it was a different game, and they just uh, stuck um, the Star Wolf kind of brand onto it. It's that I looked back at it. It looks so much like a Zelda game. It, oh, really? I never really realized it looks so much like a Zelda game. I think maybe somebody was just trying to create another type of game like that. And, right. Uh, and like, it just it just didn't it didn't really work. And because even like the enemies, the like in in the older kind of Zelda ones, the old posters, they have all the skeletons with the swords and like the shields and everything. In this one, it's dinosaurs with a similar. Kind of equipment, mm. and, you know, you got to like 
push things and jump up on them and everything and you know your health in the corner and the map it looks so much like one i think really? they were trying to go for that kind of thing again um but it didn't have the magic of uh you know majora's mask or ocarina of time mm, i don't know why they went dinosaurs dinosaurs are never a good enemy not even for turok Di- uh what about for dr ian malcolm huh dr Who? ian malcolm i don't know what you're talking about he's jeff goldblum's character in jurassic park it's not a video game but it's a great villain it's a great who he's got to fight against i'm talking about video games <laughs> Is that his name? I thought he didn't even have a name in the first movie. Yes, he does. He's the does he? chaos right. or mathematician. All right. Okay. He's great. <laughs> He's great. But life uh, finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, Jeff. That's great. Um, okay, so... Now, I have to say, this game was so good, I found it hard to find bad reviews for it. Right. But I did find a few. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first comes from Vids Rule, um, who, re- who reviewed this on June 18, 2013. <laughs> Is someone calling this a $40 experience? <laughs> that person is a fool. <laughs> <laughs> This is a relic of a time way back then. Zelda 64 is at least the best game ever made. This is a $10 arcade game that is a joke forever. Nintendo, you losers. If you're going to charge $40 for an old game, make it one of the best, you terrible business people. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I love God. This person is a fool. <laughs> exactly. Well, I must be a fool, Vids Rule. I must be a fool. Okay. Uh, this next review is from Danica. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I found this funny. Uh, the, review, the, re- the review is titled, Not Accurate to Description. Uh, Receive the game cartridge in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> Labeled game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and a rumble pack, but no rumble pack was included. Also, the description includes a booklet, which I also didn't receive. <laughs> okay, so... Was this an Amazon this, one, yeah? Yeah. Um, this is the kind of review that I actually hate by JB Crit. Um, okay. On the 3rd of February 20, uh, 2003, did not receive this, I, this I, the item I... Did not receive this item when ordered, but another. So I can't rate it. But but you did rate it, Jeff. <laughs> you did rate it. I also um, I hate when people go haven't received it yet. Can't wait. Five out of five. It's like wait till you get yeah, it. What? Exactly. What the hell? Um. Okay. So this is the last one I'm going to read. Um. Okay. So well, to start off, Star Fox is a classic arcade shoot 'em up game. Not sure shoot 'em up, but anyway. You play as Fox, who whose Faza went missing. F A Z H A instead of instead of father. Faz. Yeah. So you play as Fox, whose Faza went missing. You take his place, full stop, and you join the squad of Falco and other two. Forgot their names. Your car. Your character's name is Fox, and he is a fox. What up with that? Next thing you know, there's going to be hippopotamus named hippopotamus. 
<laughs> I think that would be unacceptable. Yeah. But back to the picture. What picture? You fly a fighter called a AR wing. No, you don't. It's not AR wing. It's R wing. You start at the level of Corelia, spelled wrong, and named wrong. A planet being assaulted by Andros's spelled wrong, armies. You destroy and protect the planet after you fight a boss. This is at the end of every level. Then you have a long way to go with other levels. What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, he, he wasn't happy with it. So that's it. Uh, those are my reviews. I've got one, right, which um, I did a bit of a little bit of a detective work on this one, right? Oh. So this is on the N64 version, right? Yeah. Um, so this was left on the 7th of uh, February 2011 by JJ350. Okay. Mm-hmm. It goes, I was so disappointed by this game that I read it on this site just so that I could warn other people because this game has yet to receive an honest review. <laughs> JJ assumes that, um, what was it? 18 years after this game came out, everybody else has been lying. It's a conspiracy. What we have here is a turd wrapped in gold. As a big (laughs) fan of Star Fox for the SNES, as well as Star Fox 2 on the SNES, I thought it would be perfectly natural for me to enjoy Star Fox 64 on the N64. Oh, how naive I was. Now, he writes a lot more, but I'm going to ignore all that because, JJ, you're a liar. You're a fucking liar, JJ. Because Star Fox 2 was never released. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And this was in 2011. Yeah. yeah so somebody yeah. set up, and, the, and he also says that the 3DS version later on is announced, and you know I'm not going to buy that, and that's not out yet, but it's coming soon. So somebody is saying they set up a fake, they set up an account to complain about a game because they loved a game they never played. Yeah, it is so weird. I don't know. It is the only negative review on the N64 game. <laughs> That's, that shows you. Yeah, it's the best game ever. Like, what is that person doing? Why? I don't know. Forget him. Forget him. <laughs> Forget him. Anyway, what do you rate this game? So, I think I would give it. It's hard to know with modern times, though, you know? We're not talking about modern times. We're talking about what you rate the game. 8.5. Okay. 9.4. 9.4. Yep. And it does every single bit of that. It does. It's fantastic. I love um, it. it is really good. I do I do really like it. I do really enjoy it. Um, it is. Like a lot of people are complaining about how short it is. I think there is just the, the, the number of different routes you can go on. I think it goes like 20 something or whatever. Because... Yeah. There's so many different levels for it. So I, th- I think they're not really getting the whole point of playing it again and everything. And I remember That's... we could play the uh, rocket launcher multiplayer level. Yeah, yeah. And you unlocked that if you got gold stars in every level, I think. Which, uh, coincidentally, uh, Cousin Lee, I'm calling you out, <laughs> I loaned you this game 20 years ago and you deleted my file. Listen, you might think games are for fun, but they're not. They're very serious. We were devastated as kids. I know. Dare he? How dare he take a loan of my game and delete my file? Um, he could have played on the other file as well. That was the thing. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, forget you, Lee. <laughs> Good to see you're not still caught up about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's fantastic. And you know, another thing that I love about it at the end as well, when uh, 
you're getting your like you're getting your whatever heroes welcome for destroying andros and uh he's like you know the whatever the general's like i'd love you to oh no sir oh, yeah. we'd like to do things by our own rules or whatever and then it just shows them all running uh in the in, in the sunset like, like you know and slippy of course being slippy is slower than the rest of you and as the credits go on he, the distance he makes between the rest of you like increases <laughs> it he's like further and further behind you <laughs> I like I think they just wanted to be like Slippy is like a bit naive and a bit of a rookie, but they just made him shit. I know, yeah. He's, he's, he's like, what does he add apart from his? He does analyze enemy shields. Analyze that's one thing. So we'll give you that Slippy. Yeah, I guess so. And your name is Slippy Toad, so you know. <laughs> Poor old plus. Uh, I go back and forth between whether I like or hate Falco. I love Falco. Why don't you like him? Because he's got too much of an attitude problem. Yeah, well, that's who he is. It's not like uh, Fox is like this real crazy strict by the rules kind of guy, you know? It's like you can do kind of whatever you want, really. But you know. Well, do you know what his surname is? Falco's? Yeah. I don't know, Crank? No, Lombardi. Is it? Yeah. Like a Lombardi. <laughs> yeah. Now you tell me. <laughs> it, that, okay. that, 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 that's the name of someone with attitude. I'm changing. Okay, it's an 8.8 now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like an old singer. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's brilliant. Um, okay, so anything else to add before we go to the quiz? Um, just, I don't think you're going to see this type of game again, Newman. Sadly. Shigeru Maimoto, if you're listening, and I know you are, do it. Do it again. Do it again. All right, let's go for the big quiz. Test your might. Some weird Game Boy freak. <laughs> I was uh, I sent it to you that um that meme which I discovered last week of Hank Hill <laughs> putting putting on the Walkman and listening to the music and it kicks in and his face goes raised. <laughs> Brilliant. I was watching like two hours worth of those videos uh, the other day. It's so funny. Yeah, love Hank Hill. Love Hank so, Hill. so good. Uh, so question number one. Star Fox was the eighth best-selling Nintendo 64 game of all time, would you believe? Whoa. In 1997, it was the second best-selling game of the year. What was the first? Of the year. Uh, of N64 games, is it? Yes. I'm going to guess Mario Kart. No, that's right. Yeah! How the Look hell did you guess that? You're sickened. Because I, I know Mario Kart came out after Mario 64. I know that was 97. Right. Okay, well, I think you cheated, but anyway. Okay, question number two. What is the name of the submarine in this game? Oh, uh... Uh, the boater cycle. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, no, unfortunately not. That would have been great, but it's called the Blue Marine. Oh. Okay, so question number three. What is Star Wolf's surname? Oh. Uh, Lupine. No, it's O'Donnell. <laughs> Star Wolf O'Donnell. Yeah, Wolf O'Donnell. Oh, yeah, okay, right. Wolf O'Donnell. <laughs> I guess James McLeod. I don't know. Are they, Why are they 
some show that we don't know. I don't know. Well, O'Donnell's definitely Irish, so yeah, MacLeod isn't. Is probably Scottish. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So you know, this is the most important part. If you get this right, as you know, you win everything. You'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done. So the bonus question: At what age is it legal for you to drink alcohol in South Korea? I don't like. Obviously, this is you setting me up. <laughs> what do you mean setting you up? Because it's a South Korean law. <laughs> so either it's going to be, you know, like some mad obscure thing. Where like, actually, at nine years old, if you're with an adult or in a pub, big drinking culture there. Actually, would you believe? <clears throat> um, yeah, I think so. They got some good drinks there. Mm-hmm. That's some uh, spirit drink. I can't think of what it's called now, but they have it a lot. Is that a J? Um, okay, I'm gonna go for 16. Nope, don't try again. 18. <laughs> Just again. <tell> <laughs> 19. 19. Yeah, that's weird. Isn't that a weird age to, to be legally allowed to drink? That's quite weird. I, fair mm. enough. I guess even 21 is a weird one, you know, mm. places. Yeah. yeah, true. True, but um, yeah. So you failed this week as as most weeks. Actually, every week I think. No, you got one. The bonus question won't right once. I think. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So hard luck, hard luck. Um, anything else you want to add about this game? You suck. Um, no, just um, I didn't, I didn't really appreciate at the time the because uh, like once again being a kid, I probably watched you play it first and stuff, and then I would have done it afterward. Um. I didn't appreciate how amazing it would have been the first time to figure out you can go a different route to beat mm. and suddenly on a level where you're in a tank and then go yeah. a different route. And then it's a, you know, you're like, Oh, this is an all range uh, level and stuff. I probably mm. too young to really be aware of like, this is very, very cool. Yeah. Um, so it is a, uh, it's well-deserved of its high praise, except for those few dickheads. Absolutely. So uh, if you can play it guys, definitely pick it up. Um, one of my it gets a gold medal for me, gold stamp of approval for me. So you know, making up new rating things every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I should, I should. But um, no, listen. Um, thanks very much uh, for uh, listening this week. Um, we have some more listeners uh, in America. So um, hello guys, thank you for listening. Yusuf, do you want to give the email address? Yes, it is a press the action button pod at gmail.com. You can find it in the description of this episode. Yes. And, uh, oh, shit, I forgot. Hold on. We have... I'm speaking and I asked you a question. Yeah, sorry about that. Completely forgot. So we actually have a question this week. Thank you very much. Comes in from Brenda. Oh. Um, and the subject is enjoying the podcast. <clears throat> Hi, guys. I just wanted to say how much... Uh, how much of the time I laugh out loud while listening to you both. Keep us laughing and so good to hear that Newman doesn't have COVID-19. Oh, that's really sweet. I didn't expect that at all. That's absolutely lovely. Thank you so much, Brenda. Um, we really appreciate you listening. Um, number one fan now, to be honest. So, you know, yeah, thank, thank you, you so thank much. You and, uh, it's great to know people are listening along and enjoying. Absolutely. And if anyone has any more questions, please email us. It's great to get involved. Um, if you can rate us five stars, please do. Anything like that, um, we appreciate it. So uh, thank you for listening. We love every single last one of you. Mm-hmm. And goodbye.
Goodbye.